Doug. Doug. <laughs> uh, greetings from our nation's capital. Whoa. Hey, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm like blocks from the White House and all that shit. Whoa. Yeah, I did a Doug Loves Movies last night at the Improv here in D.C. Uh, but on Tuesday night, I was at Magoobies. Have you ever been to Magoobies? <laughs> I have not, but best name in the biz. Right? It's outside of Baltimore about 20 30 minutes and uh i like it a lot it's fun but i worked with a former wide world of doug's guest natalie cuomo and her boyfriend in fact they are engaged now uh today's guest is that fellow dan lamort yeah you know dan uh i guess just through the tangential connection of wide world of doug's which you uh, just explained yeah well he's got a great story and is a super funny funny dude and uh yeah it's gonna be a good one can't wait can't wait or you don't have to let's go to work Hello, Dan Lamort. How are you? Hello, Doug One or Doug Two, however you prefer to be called. <laughs> I don't like either That's of them because like... I don't want to be Doug Piss and I don't want to be Doug Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you doing, Dan? I'm very good. I am sitting down, ready to talk some names, enjoying <laughs> the fine weather of New Jersey. Oh, okay. I didn't know where in that uh, part of the world you'd be in today. But uh, that that sounds nice. The Garden State. Absolutely. You know, people don't realize <laughs> that uh, it's uh, got some greenery here. Yeah, you really do. Uh, it was good to see you at Magoobies the other night, and always fun to just bring up Magoobies. Um, <laughs> and uh, congratulations on your engagement to Natalie. Thank you. Yes, uh, you know, a classic. Two comics have never gotten married before. You know, we're the first to ever do it. <laughs> blazing a trail um, alright well um, the last time I saw you in person you did uh, Getting Doug with High and uh, so then when we met the other night at Magoobies you had to tell me no I, I've been on your podcast I mean in my defense I guess we got really high but um and it was many were, years ago. It was a, it was a different looked, Dan. I didn't. Well, you know, that's the thing is most of the guests I have on all of my podcasts are people I'm familiar with in one way or another. But like you said the other night, you were booked through our, our booker who knew you and liked you. And I don't remember having a negative experience with you, but you were on with Steph Tolev, who I had already known. And uh, yeah, just I mean, there's probably a few of those over the years because we did, you know, we did a lot of shows and smoked a lot of pot. But um, you've had uh, just you just look different now because how much weight did you lose at the like the the highest 190 pounds these days? It's more like 170, 175. I packed on a couple 10 or 15. Um, 
Wait, what, what? I mean, what was your high? 354 pounds was my heaviest weight. And that was about 23 years old at, at that point. So in the, in, in the, uh, in these, all these years since you've managed to cut it down, you cut your size like in half. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much cut myself wow. in half. I'm 28 <laughs> now, weigh like 175 pounds, I'd say. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. That's really uh, so impressive. In, yeah. In it was five uh, more years. You're going to be half of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, well, I went from Daniel to Dan, you know? <laughs> you got us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's too bad there isn't a long, an even longer version of Daniel. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I guess that is splitting it right now. Six letters down, down to half of it. So, uh, so good job uh, on that. And, uh, you did it through, uh, running is your passion now. Stoned running. Absolutely. Yeah. That was kind of how it all started. I, I, had, I knew I needed to lose the weight and I knew I didn't necessarily love working out, but I, I had an inclination towards it because I was a baseball player, like in college before stand up. So I kind of just, I was like, I knew I had it in me, but I was like, maybe the weed will get me there. And I started working out stoned and it kind of just bumped me up to the next level of wanting to get no it done. No way. They say you get a runner's high, you know, why not just start high? You know, why wait yeah. for the, for it to kick in? Absolutely. Because when that high comes, it's just bonus high. So you really do get <laughs> crazy higher when you've been running? Yeah. So like I do these races called ultra marathons. So the longest I've gone is 55 miles and like oh, the God. level of ecstasy that your mind goes to when you're like nearing the end of those races, it's pretty intense. Oh man. 55 miles. 55. Nope. I would love to do an hundred miler. And I did attempt my first one a few weeks ago and like the training was really good and everything was there. And then it just felt to shit on race day. Oh, you just you just gave up at some point? No, you know, I got stuck. I ate something I shouldn't have eaten. So I started throwing up because your stomach could turn pretty quickly. And then I got uh -huh. uh, I got stuck in a 14-mile chunk because the aid station that they have set up, like people helping you with water and stuff, they had run out of water. So I ended up getting oh. stuck at about 13, 14 miles straight of no water throwing up. So I just got severely dehydrated. You know, my kidneys and heart started to get a little funky. I had to go to the hospital. Oh, wow. holy cow. And then, but then you're back out running like the next weekend. Yeah. I ran right before we recorded this. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm supposed to race again. I have a, I'm racing again in two weeks, I believe like a pretty fun race in Ithaca, New York called the, the Cayuga 50 miler. It's like 12,000 feet of climbing 50 miles of running. It'll be fun. I'd be surprised if I walked 50 miles in a calendar year. <laughs> hey and you're, the other you're day, getting we it done in the one day club. we walked to the comedy you, club together me and you so yeah do you that's ever end up uh after a 50 mile run do you end up somewhere that's worth it like do you end up somewhere way cooler yeah no like, you do never they do have this. like an amusement park at the end or something? <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's a car that takes me back to the start i'm happy right because right, that's what everybody does, right? They just at that point you not you don't want to walk back. <laughs> you know what the weirdest thing about the ultra running community is is they actually people stay when they finish. A lot of races people will go home. Like people just hang out at the finish line. They'll like start cooking food. They'll wait for the other people to finish, cheer them on. It's like a big party in the woods. It's nuts. Well, that sounds fun. That sounds uh -huh. like it's uh you know make 
a little reward for your effort. I do that know. part. Yeah. yeah. You should have a <laughs> yeah, nice little bowl of chili. There, right? <laughs> <laughs> just come to the party. I'll invite you yeah. to the party part. <laughs> cool. I'll get high there. Yeah, I don't care how many K a walk or a run is, but whatever it is, like I can't seem to complete it, you know, and I, I don't know if I ever will because I, you know, as a teenager, I tried to do some of those, you know, 10 milers or whatever, and I just don't have it. I just don't have what it takes. Uh, just get too bored, you know, with the idea of it. I'm Absolutely. Just... Uh, the boredom is a very real thing. You need to learn how to play like games with your mind to just have fun up there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh music you listen to music uh today i did it's not an everyday thing because in races i rarely listen to music so in training i try to do the same but sometimes it's nice to just zone out and put on some songs you like like i got pretty stoned before my run today and just put on my favorite playlist and i'll run quicker with music so if i'm like doing specific training i have to be careful what i'm listening to <laughs> oh wow yeah because my you know, body moves to the music you can't control sure, it yeah. right you're feeling it yeah, there's some songs out there. I, I I love to put them on when I'm on like a treadmill or an elliptical or something. It just like our just theme song, man. That'll get you go. going. <laughs> if you ever see me sprinting through your city, just know the BGs are playing in my headphones. Oh, that's hell yeah! What you sprint to, staying alive? <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. No, I got I have like a lot of different songs. Rock Lobster by the B52s is the best song to run to. They actually that's like proven from running coaches. Like the cadence of it. As silly as Yeah, I get it. I get it cuz it's kind of even though it's a pop song, it also kind of sounds like a espionage theme music, you know, like 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 you know, like the Mission Impossible theme, like Tom Cruise is about to jump off of something. It has a secret agent feel to it while also being silly. <laughs> He's going to jump off to the love shack. Um, I just saw the trailer today for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which is already, that's all of that is ridiculous. Because um, the colon comes too early. You know, it comes before impossible. <laughs> <laughs> so this. I think they should just put a number at the end instead of a, a subtitle and just leave it at that. But they, you know, ever since they came up with Ghost Protocol, they they think they have to have a different cool expression. And now they've got <laughs> Dead Reckoning parts one and two because they're like, we're not going to be able to top the words Dead Reckoning. So let's just make this a two-parter. They're eventually going to do so many of Mission Impossibles and so many Fast and Furious, they're going to have to do one together. Oh, <laughs> that I mean, that would jumble. be great. That'd be a great ending. Just to have uh, Vin Diesel and Tom Cruise crash into each other. Like <laughs> that's how both series ends. <laughs> Why not yeah. throw a scream in there? They're getting up there. <laughs> We're on like Scream Twelve, I think. Jesus. But, but the thing I was gonna say is that, and then we'll get back to you, Dan. Is that uh, those movies to me have too much talking in between Tom Cruise doing amazing things. You know, like it's just too much like of this. Uh, and, and also I'm tired of the pulling the face, the rubber face off like that's a thing that exists. <laughs> like that's the twist in every other one of those movies is, is he'll just suddenly pull his face off because he's pretending to be somebody else. The but, old uh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so I'm just I'm just already complaining because I'm sure the movie will be met with critical and box office acclaim because. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise is uh, 
people are in love with him again. He really did have a resurgence with that last movie. Mm-hmm. We, uh, Doug and I, were talking to Jenny Johnson, who does, she likes to do uh, live tweets on her Twitter feed of movies she hasn't seen before that are like, you know, everybody thinks she should have seen. And uh, so we turned her on to uh, uh, Cocktail. And uh, <laughs> and then she, because she, she had, we, I tried to turn her on to Roadhouse, but she'd already done that one. And so then I said, well, Cocktail is probably the other king of, so bad it's fun and great and um and uh so she watched cocktail and uh she she uh her tweets about it were pretty hilarious because she just had no idea how fucking stupid it was gonna be oh, you gotta tell her <laughs> to do uh have her do, do tusk next that's my oh favorite my one God. <laughs> that's just that's just so rough i feel so bad for justin long's a, <laughs> sort of a friend of mine and uh i feel so bad watching him because the character is going through this horrible torture and then also it could not have been comfortable to have those stupid tusks in and, and uh, <laughs> oh, it's wild that, I mean, he's a really uh, good actor. I think to just even put up with that shit, and uh, <laughs> not, and he doesn't seem to have PTSD about it, which is surprising to me. Um, the last time, okay, I said that already. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk to you about your name, Dan, uh, one part at a time. But first, like we haven't already talked about a bunch of other stuff. Uh, we do have uh, some questions that we ask all of our guests. Uh, two questions. Uh, the first one being, and I'm very excited to ask you this one. Uh, how many tattoos do you have? I th- think nine. One. I love an unsure. Uh, <laughs> See, I, I love it's a hard. guesstimate. I love a guesstimate when somebody's talking about their own tattoos. Because you have oh, a bunch ten, of kind of little, yeah, you, have a little <laughs> you just counted them all up. Did you need a mirror? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, there's always one I miss on the back of my arm. I, I forget it's there. <laughs> it's not even a lot, but you do lose track pretty quickly. That's uh, surprising to me because I, I the whole experience is so uh, intense. Like I remember all the times I had cavities. Um, do you? <laughs> Are there so? Are there any regrettable ones at this point? Are you uh, are you happy with uh, all the decisions? You know, even the ones that I regret turned into good jokes, and I think that's the sign of a good bad tattoo. As long as you can make it funny as a comic, then it's fine. Yeah, that's Dan Millard's uh, credo as well. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, there's a lot of that. (laughs) It's like I I mean, it does. They are great stories because you also you went through this thing and probably nobody else has the same. I had this one. I got this tattoo and it ended up being dumb. Like it's unique every time. Yeah. Like I one of them I got while like we were at a performing at it. Me and Natalie were doing a tattoo convention in Rochester and the gigs were so bad, but we were just getting tattooed every day that it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) A tattoo a day. That's that's oh, really yeah. uh... that trip. We had gotten quite a few. I mean, and you have to, I'm 28. I didn't have tattoos until last year. Oh, man. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Dude. And a lot You've of really people blame Natalie. But it, well, I started it before I met Natalie. <laughs> well, before we were dating, I should say. Yeah. Well, it just sounds like your hobbies are just torturing yourself one way or another. <laughs> and I'm always all in. There's no like Dan never does a little of anything. It's crazy every time. Do you and Natalie have matching ones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we had matching tattoos within a week or two. 
of first meeting? Yes, before dating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, first dating. We we were friends before we had dated. Oh, okay. That's always a, a good way to go about it, I think. Um, now, I know that you have a doggy that you, you share with Natalie. Um, did you got the dog together or did one of you own it already? So she already had Rory. Uh, he's like three years old. And then I already had Flex, who's 14. Flex is still with my parents. Uh, Rory oh, lives with us. Yeah. Okay. So she named Rory. She did name Rory, yes. <laughs> so have you in your lifetime ever gotten to, I guess, your dog Flex? Did you name that dog? Flex I mean, was Lex. <laughs> Flex was adopted, but uh, we had actually not named him. But when we adopted him, they told us his name was Murphy, and they had actually gave us the wrong records. So for like two weeks, we're calling this dog Murphy, and he's not answering. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, what the hell is wrong with this dog? And then they they call us like, well, you actually got the wrong records. That dog is Murph is Flex. And then we just go Flex and he whipped his head at us. <laughs> <laughs> but the first dog that I ever named was Tabasco. He was my childhood dog, like the longest one. He was a puggle named Tabasco. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> is that is, is, so he's a pretty spicy dog? Uh, he was a spicy dog, and I loved hot sauce as a kid. I was obsessed with it, so it was just made sense. All right. Well, now we, I'm seeing a real pattern here that you are just trying to destroy yourself one way or another. <laughs> you know, you might be picking up on the pattern that I didn't even see. <laughs> You're either, yeah, it's that's interesting. <laughs> right. That's the legal um, way a child could do something like drinking or smoking. It's just hot sauce. <laughs> Also, I'm thinking you can't put weight back on again. You just can't do it because uh, your tattoos will look weird. Oh, yeah. My egg tattoo, the fried egg will turn into a whole omelet, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's got jokes. Um, <laughs> so listen, Dan, uh, those were the, pre the, the questions we asked before we get into the meat of the thing. And so now we're going to get into... Your name, starting with uh, growing up, Dan. How how was that? Growing up, you know my my family called me Daniel a lot, and then at school it was Dan until I had a nickname. Not until like I didn't have any nicknames actually, but uh, Dan school home was Daniel because my dad uh, is Danny, so uh, I was named after him. Oh, I see. So yeah, you got to change it up. Uh, but do people just people you meet and talk to, uh, when you wanted to be Daniel would just jump to Dan anyway, right? You know, everyone, I feel like most people go to Dan, some people go to Daniel, very few do the Danny, right? Yeah, because if you're Dan Lamore, it just feels like if you wanted to be a Danny, you'd do Jane, you would just go around playing in clubs as a Danny. Absolutely. You need to like legally, I think, change that. Like my dad, everyone yeah. knows him as Danny. <laughs> everyone knows my dad is Danny. Uh, yeah. And like Daniel is like you very know, biblical, Daniel. That's and, why I didn't yeah. like it. It felt very yeah. proper. And I was never a proper child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a lot like Douglas. The the addition of it like makes somebody seem more dignified. Uh, but, you know, as we know, that's not that's not usually true. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I wonder if anyone's ever made the joke, Doug less. How about Doug more? They have to have. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've run, I've run variations of that throughout. Okay, good. I hope so. Yeah. We, we can do stand-up comedy for a million years. <laughs> Your name is Douglas. It, it had to happen. And it happened pretty early on. Actually. I had a joke uh, where I said, I'm Douglas. It's true. I have no Doug. <laughs> and it would bomb most of the time. <laughs> And then people that I've known in comedy for a long time, it's one they like to uh, come at me with, like, because they, you know, just to embarrass me. Um, <laughs> Those are my favorite ones. But it was right there, you know, so I did it. You know, that's the thing about jokes about your name is you know, chances are they're going to be somewhat original because you're the one experiencing that name from, you know, from your own perspective. Um, what no, about the LJ? What, I, I, I was going to say, I don't have many. I don't know if I have any Dan jokes, you know, I mean, that's it. The only time I ever remembered being even a, a relatively funny name was when I was given a nickname by a teacher. He like went around the group and he was like, what's everyone's nickname? And I went just Dan. And then I became just Dan, oh. which that's... I hated. I, I was yeah. No. <laughs> that's like that old that Henry Cho classic joke. That he had a friend that went to get his uh, driver's license. So when they asked him his name, he, he said J only B only, like because it's he goes by the initials J B. So he said J B J only B only, and his uh, license came back Jonely Bonely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that teacher tried making that name stick, but it only worked with a few people. All right, just Dan, it worked with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what i'm gonna call you now but you know you you said that uh, uh you don't have any jokes about being called dan but the other night you asked me to introduce you as dan the man <laughs> what is that about it was actually dirty dan <laughs> <laughs> dirty dan the dirty man <laughs> no I've never once uh, told a host how to introduce me. I, the people, I still, I had a host two weeks ago, David Lamonte, and he had my name written on his hand. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. The, the, the hand, writing on the hand is not that as legible as you expect it to be. And, and he that, knew he was working with us. It's not like it was like, hey, surprise, this is your, it was just, we were on the road. He knew he had time. <laughs> Yeah, it's next level. Like I've I've now gotten into arguments with people, uh, hosts asking me, "What do you want to say?" I say, "Well, just you know, say whatever you want to say," and they go, "No, give me some credits." And I go, "If I give you some credits, you're going to say them wrong." And then they <laughs> insist that I give them credits, and then they say them wrong. Uh... You know, like getting dug with high. Everybody always just fucking goes up there and says he's on. Uh, getting high with Doug, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and I'm lucky if they even get it that right. You know what I mean? They just go up there and go, this guy's uh, on the show called getting high. Um, yeah, but yeah. actually that would be, that would set me up nicely actually. Cause I want everybody to know that I smoke pot. That's the only thing I really like to be in my intro, but I also just, I, I don't like the back and forth anymore. So I just tell them, say whatever you want and then just stand there and cringe. Yeah. I, like I was just um, thinking up. <laughs> go ahead doug just goes your next comic he likes to run 
<laughs> not for not for office <laughs> or not to the toilet um yeah i really because i asked you you know i did the respectful ask and you were like i don't care and so that just that just leaves me in a lurch because i really you know i didn't know what to say because <laughs> also i don't know what sets up your you know your act or whatever now if i introduce you again i'd say this guy used to be fat <laughs> 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 you, you don't talk about it every show though do you you know what it's it's i don't i've i it's the material that like the weight loss was like four it's been like the last four and a half five years so like i don't necessarily feel as tied to it as i once did and it sucks because i never recorded it like it all happened after my last album so i should be working it more but it just doesn't come out as often as i used to do it because i don't feel yeah, it seems to come from like a weird. It's a weird thing to say. I used to be fat, you know, because people are just like, "Oh, well, you could just say that." <laughs> Absolutely, and you need to like to make jokes about like. You really have to. Uh, you have to really have them on your side too, because uh, an audience wants to laugh at someone that ultimately either they really feel aligned with or that they feel better than because it's like, well, I'm not doing as bad as this guy. <laughs> so if you go up there and you're like, I lost 190 pounds and I run 55 miles, people are like, well, fuck you, man. You know, like, <laughs> I didn't come here to to be healthy. So you really have to find the right way to do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm eating nachos and drinking. Like, shut up. <laughs> exactly. Like they have a mozzarella stick halfway in their mouth. Mozzarella. <laughs> you're so ethnic when you talk, Dan. <laughs> very italian yeah you're so italian <laughs> uh all right so we're gonna take a commercial break to just everyone just needs a breather i think and then uh this because all of this <laughs> all this all this running talk is exhausting <laughs> <laughs> uh and we'll be right back we're back and uh i don't know about anyone else but i feel refreshed <laughs> i as well i'm getting a runner high yeah, I forgot to get a drink of water, though, so I'm going to do that now while Dan answers this question. What's your middle name? Joseph. Okay. Let me write that down for the record. J-O-S-E-P-H? <laughs> J-O-S-E-P-H, yes. Yeah. Um, all right. DJL is your initial, so that just sounds like one of these uh, modern companies that uh, you know delivers stuff or something. I um, never used my middle name because for me, Dan and Joe sounded as white trash as we were, and I. <laughs> <laughs> but the flow is good, though. You know, if you are saying all of it, I think if you say Daniel Joseph Lamort, that sounds. That sounds good, right? That is true. Yeah. <laughs> very, very different from Dan Joe. Yeah. Dan Joe. That is Dan Joe! Get in here. Yeah. I feel like oh Daniel Joseph Lamort in whole has like Esquire after it. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't even know what Esquire means, if we're being quite frank, but it felt right. I used to love to uh, add, you know, ESQ uh, at the end of my name or stupid shit like that whenever you're, you know, writing your name somewhere. It's so silly. 
Um, so you you mentioned that. Uh, I mean, I still can't get over the 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 Danjo thing. <laughs> this is my son Danjo and my other son Banjo. Um, what? <laughs> I don't think people necessarily jump to shortening somebody's middle name, you know, because you're not using it much uh, as it as it is. But I feel like um, if you're going by first name Dan, you can't be, "Hey, I'm Dan Joseph Lamort." Yeah, that's true. That does suddenly it takes a a, a turn. So yeah, you have to be Daniel Joseph or Dan, no Joe whatsoever. Or DJ Lamort, but oh. <gasps> I was from. The, I love that. I grew up down the shore in Jersey. If you called yourself DJ, they would think it was the music kind. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> That's really good. Um, DJ Danger. Uh, oh man! <laughs> well, well, now there's a career I missed out on. <laughs> and you play only banjo music. <laughs> Very small niche. <laughs> yeah. Um, breaking news here in Washington D.C. A driver is charged with just driving his car into the Potomac. Whoa! Yeah, I don't know any of the details because the sound is down. Who filed so the Dan... lawsuit? The river? <laughs> he what? I said, who filed the lawsuit? The river? <laughs> um, you know the city's like, uh, hey, why'd you drive that car in there? It feels like a, you know, remember in Risky Business when they take the brake off and the car goes into uh, the water in, uh, I guess they're in Chicago. Yes. Yeah. And you see, there was a similar deal, I guess. The YouTuber last week, too. He he got, he's facing up to 20 years in jail because he crashed a plane intentionally for a video. <gasps> really? Crashed it into what? He into like a side of a mountain, I believe, or like kind of that very rural terrain. He was he flew it up, parachuted out and then filmed the crash of the plane while oh having a, a camera on the plane, thinking it would be cool. And now he's actually facing jail time. Well, yeah, you can't uh, just do shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's such a wild. You have to think for so many hours that that's the right idea. Yeah. What does he think he is, Tom Cruise? Full circle. That's why you're the. That's why I've been doing it longer than us, you know? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, anybody uh, have the nerve to call you a nickname now? Because oh, no, Dan, uh, Dan, Dan is Lamort. good, right? Dan gets... They call me by my last name, Lamort. I get that sometimes. Right. Comedians do that. I notice a lot. And dudes will just be like, love to just say that. The last name, or or some weird variation on that. Does anybody tweak Lamort in any weird way? Thank God nobody calls me Lamb. Oh, <laughs> that is a good one. Lamb chop. <laughs> You're giving me so many things to call you as our uh, friendship moves forward. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Lamort, and I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, some people like the more French or Italian people say La Morte, but I'm not right. qualified to say it like that, I don't think. Okay, so it is French or Italian. Yes, my family's Italian, so I always, it's, I think ours is the Italian one. Oh, I see. Because I was thinking uh, that it, that La Morte might mean like in Spanish, I think that's the dead or something like that. Yeah, pretty much all the languages, it, it translates to the death. 
So I'm Dan the Dead. Wow. <laughs> Not a bad I last said, name. Wow, so many times this episode. Okay, so uh, yeah, no, Lamort is awesome, but like you said, I you know it's probably uh, misspellings and mispronunciations at, at every turn. Absolutely, because the M is capital, so a lot of times that yeah. gets left out. Yeah, and the space between La and Mort, uh, like there's so many uh, things that could happen. People could add a, a little accent at the end. Um, but um, how common is the that name? Do you run into it ever outside of your own family? Uh, yeah, there's there's another Lamort family who I don't I don't know how much I want to speak of the work that they do, but they speak up to the Italian name the death. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, we'll just do like the movie The Godfather did, and they don't mind it if you just say Cosa Nostra. Yeah, they're like Cosa. You I know? mean, that's what we always heard that there was <laughs> which is there was always another Lamort family that was also Italians in the same, you know, Jersey, New York area that were a little bit different than we were. Which is a possibility. Yeah, just don't say the M word is all you gotta do to uh yeah. uh keep keep them from being mad at you. Cause I've heard that the Cosa Nostra really enjoys podcasts, especially uh interviews well, these days, with comedians. <laughs> they need the media these days. <laughs> I you know, it's funny, like uh, I think that there's still people that are you know, mad about the Sopranos and the Godfather and Scarface and all these things are such, you know, huge cult cultural touchstones that there's not much they can really do about. My dad always used to tell me a story about like when him and my mother were younger, they went to dinner in Little Italy. And when they got there, they were like, what's the name of the reservation? And he was like, it's it's Danny Lamort. And they were like, oh, Mr. Lamort, uh, we, we, we love your father. And then like they brought him back to like a special section the restaurant gave them like a beautiful table even though it was clearly you know my dad's father was a cop in brooklyn it wasn't him uh and, and so they, they went along with it because it was they got like but my dad always loves to tell that story so there was you know people in close but i never met any of them i had a friend in high school who knew him a bit that's like a movie like uh you know either a movie or a Seinfeld episode or something where at some point uh you know the real Lamort shows up or, <laughs> yeah. you know they end up being mad they like they thought they somebody was trying to impersonate somebody or something another family takes the wrong Lamort <laughs> but I, I end up not being able to explain it any better because I'm like, no, 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 my dad owns an Italian deli in New York and I just keep making the case that I am the right one. <laughs> Wow. Um, I think I said wow so many times this episode, but that's <laughs> I got extra high for you today, Dan. Not I appreciate really. that. I got normal high. I got normal high, but I did get <laughs> very high. And so like you just keep saying things that make make me say wow, because it's uh, mind blowing. But also, you know, I'm too too dumb to come up with different words. Uh, so. Here's the most important question we ask everybody. Uh, you know, when you get right down to it, this is this is what the show's all about. Tell us about Dougs that you've known in your life. Very if interesting. Dougs, if any. Let me let me think about this. Is it the, the <laughs> first isn't the first man Doug? 
Oh yeah. What you're friends with him or something? No, that's just the first one that popped into my head. So I guess <laughs> it's not looking good for Doug. I know a comic named Doug who I like a lot. We always, uh, it's funny that you brought up Doug Emhoff because, um, it, it, time permitting, like, cause it's not, it's certainly not an important question, but we ask everybody uh, what their thoughts are about him because we, well, I don't, I don't want to speak for the other Doug cause he may have uh, a different answer, but he's, to me, he's the top Doug right now. Um, you know, obviously he's one, he's, he's not a powerful person, but he's in a, you know, important position. And, uh, he know, is, I mean, you don't see that from Doug's these days. You think he's, the, <laughs> I mean, he's close, but he's like, that's like falling ass backwards into power. Kind of, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> but that's the best kind True. of power to have. maybe. Yeah. But it's also funny that, uh, that our vice president, that she's like, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say cool, but uh, it's still it's impressive to me that a black woman would marry a white guy named Doug. <laughs> right? He must be he must be pretty pretty decent dude, or you know, or at least you know, gives her what she wants. As as first gentlemen, you know, you look back at relatives of presidents, you know, wives and uh cousins and brothers and stuff and there's all always these black sheep people that you know just ruin it for the president or the vice president and that's where doug emhoff has really impressed me is like you just don't in a world where if he says anything fucked up it would be all over the media immediately uh you just don't hear from him and he's out every day speaking so he must really just know how to not not be controversial I'm not going to lie. I'm so stoned that when you were saying that, I started to picture <laughs> the first man as Doug Heffernan from King of Queens. And that's a real <laughs> that's a very funny scenario to play out because he seems like someone who could have accidentally married a vice president. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they made a movie a long time ago uh, uh, called My Wife, the President or some stupid thing like that. And um it was about the first lady president. Like it was a black and white, like sort of satire about, you know, what would happen if a lady became president, but specifically what would happen to her husband? Cause you know, the story isn't a uh, first woman president. Isn't an interesting enough story. It's gotta <laughs> be about how becoming the first gentleman, uh, which, you know, is what he, if, it's Fred McMurray in the movie and becoming first gentleman. He could be not more, he couldn't be more of an asshole about it. It's all about how he doesn't want to decorate the White House. They keep bringing him the duties of the previous wives of the president, and he doesn't want to do any of it. He's just a complete <laughs> asshole about it. <laughs> and, and that's the movie. It's and it's like boring and not that funny. So it's really, really hard to watch. So they make him wave like first ladies. He has to do that side to side <laughs> closed hand wave, and he's just so angry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they make him wear a pillbox hat. No, that was a later. Uh, that happened later. But um, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, you touched on a thing there that I uh, with Doug Heffernan that I, you know, I'm always theorizing like 
when you see a movie or TV show and a character is about to walk in named Dan, it's usually somebody who's got their shit together and is a likable person or whatever. And uh, while Doug's often are likable, they're usually dorky or or slow or some you know something's. I don't know, man. Off, Armar's off. famous story is the Dan who got he found his way into a fucking lion's den. Okay, well, yeah. If you want to, <laughs> how smart wanna get are we? All biblical about it. <laughs> My shit wasn't together back then. <laughs> but somehow it's not a name people say i don't ever hear it like said with disdain you know like ugh, dan you know but like in movies and tv shows there's this thing out now all about the uh invention of the blackberry and one of the guys that's was like really the mastermind behind you know creating the blackberry uh his name is doug but he also, I guess, was, you know, a pretty big nerd. So like in this movie, they just say Doug a lot. And whenever they do, it's not they're not like happy to see him. You know, it's always like Doug. Um, and it's I, I keep counting instances of this uh, happening. It's almost now I'm feeling like it's lazy writing to make a, uh, you know, stupid character named Doug. I wonder you know, if it's but, because it sounds like pugs, so it, it makes people's brains go to that, which would be like a, a dog type character. <laughs> yeah, well, also dog also is very close to dog, and <laughs> I've had that I've had that written on my Star Starbucks cup more often than I'd like oh, yeah. to uh, admit. Uh, what did the guy today? I said Doug, and he was like, "What?" and started laughing. <laughs> I was like, what did he think I said? And I go, Doug. And then he said, oh, I thought you said. Now I can't remember what he thought I said, though. I don't think it was dog, but it was something like, why would that be somebody's name? But also, good for you that you can laugh in somebody's face when you think their name is dumb at a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, good Lord. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> what kind of stupid ass name is that? Uh, so you must know a lot of Dan's or Daniel's. There must have been a lot of those in your life. Absolutely. So my dad, you know, you had him. And even just in comedy, mm -hmm. there's so many Dan's in comedy. Yeah, it might be the most common male name of a comic. There is a very large amount. So I know a lot of Dan's now. There was at one point a bar show, and I think it was Queens called Dance, only dance. I think it was. It didn't run very long because they, they they literally only booked people named Dan. They exhausted the oh, pool boy. rather quickly. Yep. But right, there was enough rough. to keep it going for a while. Yeah, there's so many, but also, you know, what are they? Ninety percent white dudes. You know, I can't say that I've yeah mostly white people. I knew one black Dan, but it was also like he was it was felt it felt a little like you know oh that's that's interesting that his name's dan um <laughs> <laughs> uh but that sounds yeah, like a really uh, that's just it's a good title for something one black dan <laughs> <laughs> i mean he did work at a place full of white people so that is uh that is appropriate uh so yeah, so Daniel and Dan's are uh, ubiquitous, and now now this uh, everything everywhere all at once was directed by uh, the Daniels. Two and... two guys named Dan got together. Have you ever had Have you ever had any creative projects with another Dan? 
No, but I would go to work as a kid uh, at my dad's deli in the city. And obviously customers wouldn't call us both Dan or so I became junior for a period of time and we worked. We didn't. <laughs> so father, son, Dan, Daniel worked together. That was our only Dan collaboration. Junior. See, that's, that's one that's just like dripping with, uh, you know, you can just say it in such a negative way. You know, even if you say in a friendly way, something about junior is like, uh, you know, it's demeaning. Yeah, it's like a kid's meal, kind of. Yeah. Listen up, junior. <laughs> what? what? Why did you call me that? You're the same age. <laughs> Plus, you think of a Schwarzenegger film, which was not great. Hey, listen, it was probably it's probably in the top two uh, pregnant man movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> there's that movie and then there's rabbit test directed by joan rivers and starring billy crystal oh my god what yeah it gets worse he gets pregnant because he gets uh, a woman rapes him on a pinball machine what oh yeah. my god <laughs> that's i've been meaning to watch it again because i haven't seen it in a long time it was like one it was only this one of like two or three movies that joan rivers wrote and the only one she directed i think and uh it's like her dick directorial debut but it wasn't met you know people didn't react to it well it was a weird really? movie but yeah <laughs> the pinball community was pissed <laughs> but it's just horrifying. Like it's horrifying to uh, think about how uh, that that process used to be just common. It was just common that you knew that you were pregnant because the rabbit died. Like that's how they determine if somebody's pregnant is they'd inject something into a rabbit. And if it died, you were going to have a baby. Do you guys not? Be, do you not believe? I, I, yeah, I don't know what what you're talking. This about. is absolutely true. You've never heard the expression "rabbit test." No, that's where that comes from. Even though you've never heard of it, I thought that was an Eminem song. <laughs> is it? No, it's "Run Rabbit." Oh, run. He's, he's rabbit in the yeah. movie. I get it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, rabbit test. Look it up. It's a real thing that they used to inject rabbits with something from the pregnant lady or maybe pregnant lady and then if the rabbit died she was pregnant like it was the weirdest <laughs> i just pictured the doctor going thing. do you want to know if it's a boy or girl too yeah and they just pick up another rabbit <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's a you know that rabbit is as a given its life for a weird ass what a weird cause because also you know how else you would know you were pregnant back then wait a few more weeks and look at that belly grow <laughs> that makes complete sense why they tried to make those rabbit foot keychains a thing they just had so many of them oh god i don't know if that's where they got the feet yeah. but that seems to make sense in a weird way uh but where do yeah. they get them now because they still you still see rabbit's feet in stores or is that just a thing with like like fuzzy hair on it it's not really a foot i've I never i haven't looked into it recently <laughs> <laughs> it is weird as a kid i thought that was so cool and now it just really bumps me out you know I had a... yeah well a little kid you know when you're littler you probably you know mean to some animals like bugs and stuff right so yeah, you, yeah. you don't have you don't have complete empathy until you get older and 
realize how all the animals don't deserve any any bad treatment. You know, really, I feel like as a kid, I'd like tickle a bug if I saw it. Now I will really step on it hard. <laughs> really, I feel it. Like, yeah, I'm like, get out of my house. I pay rent for this. Pouring <laughs> hot sauce all over it. <laughs> I mean, uh, I had cockroaches. I lived in New York for just for a year, but I, there was like, you know, cockroaches, and they'd run away when you turn the light on. So it was just sort of like, uh, you know, you just had to make sure you turn the light on, you know, before walking around barefoot. Um, but we, you know, we just sort of live together. I mean, you know, you'd buy those trap thingies or whatever, but a lot of them like smell bad and they're sticky and, uh, and cockroaches don't care. Like they, uh, no, they, they know, work. they know they got workarounds. <laughs> yeah. They know that they're not going anywhere, but except if you crush them underneath your boot, but I could never, I could never do it. I could never step on one and more because I'm just the, you know, the weirdness, the unpleasantness of it crunching under my foot than of, of killing a living thing, you know? Yeah, I don't like the crunch sound that they make. I was more, more of the type of person I would, when I lived in New York and had them, I would throw my shoe at them. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of times they would climb on top of the shoe and then kind of look at you. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bummer. They're really... That's when you lose. They're so weird. <laughs> They're so fucking weird. But like... I went on one of those morning talk shows where they bring out animals and, you, you know, they let me hold them and stuff. And they're like, will you hold a cockroach? And I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to look like some sort of scaredy cat of a cockroach on TV. So, yeah, let's go. And when a cockroach is just in your hand, it just doesn't move. It just sits there and it's fine. Like I Oof. almost I wouldn't say I like cockroaches now, but I just stood there holding a cockroach, which I. You know, never thought I would never when I see one running around, I'd never think to try to get it to crawl into my hand. <laughs> I think that's a good metaphor for, you know, society as a whole. You just need to hold someone in your hand for a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could all get along. And you're right. Society as a whole. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I this is a first for the show. I don't know if I'll do it on a regular basis, but uh I did an anagram of your name, uh, Dan. Um, you can know, you, and that's where you can you start what? by saying what an anagram is? Yeah, an anagram <laughs> is where you uh take all the letters in, in a word or a name and you rearrange them and create a new word only using those letters. Okay, now I'm excited. <laughs> it's really the payoff is going to be pretty pretty weak because it's not like it's not you know you hope it'd be something funny but it's not hilarious but it is uh something else that can be uh spelled with your name and also does it is it is two words it does seem like a name and it is uh i came up with mortal dane mortal dane that's not bad <laughs> like a viking that's uh, immortal <laughs> Immortal, or am I just? Oh yeah, I'm just. Uh, I I'm just mortal. I don't have an. No, I have an eye. Uh, you're gonna. Yeah, you're gonna die. Oh, I'm gonna die. I'm immortal. <laughs> you're mortal. Okay. You're yeah. not immortal. You're mortal. You're not eternal. You're eternal. <laughs> so I'm like, they're like, ah, oh, that, that guy. He's a good Viking. He's not gonna make it long, but he's here. Yeah, yeah. He's the mortal Dane. He's over there. He's he tries to help, but 
he's not going to last. Well, my last name is the death, so I am. I, it makes sense. I'm just mortal. <laughs> I didn't even. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get to that that uh, connection. It's anagrams are fun. I'm going to keep doing them. I saw this uh, musical on Broadway called Kimberly Akimbo, and that's the title. Kimberly Akimbo is because somebody did an anagram of somebody's name in, in the show, and that's what that's what they came up with. Uh, so now I'm not obsessed with anagrams, but since I have a show about names, I certainly, it certainly does apply. It seems worth um, keeping. I mean, as the guest, as the first one who received it, I felt good mm-hmm. receiving it. So I think you should keep it. Okay, good. But like, what if somebody's name like spells out piece of shit or something? <laughs> <laughs> like yours wasn't insulting, you know? That's true. Although you did say I was going to die, which I had already known, but you reminded me. Yeah, but I also didn't. Com- I didn't compare you. I didn't use the word Dane to compare you to like some sort of dog. But that's also that's also. I do think you are a great Dane. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a perfect Dane. The right. Um, what would you like to uh, promote before we go, Dan? This hour just flew by. Uh, you got shows coming up with uh, Natalie and whatnot. This episode comes out tonight, so anything after tomorrow is fair game. Oh yeah, um, we are at the Ohio this weekend. Oh, tonight. Anything after tomorrow? Well, my brain just went fumbled. But <laughs> Washington D.C. next month at the D.C. Loft. Me and Natalie will be there, and also, cool. I don't know, just the website danlamort.com. I don't really remember the dates. We're we're going on the road a lot, though. We're always somewhere. Okay, cool. Yeah, just look for Dan Lamore and uh, Natalie Cuomo. And then what's uh, has the discussion occurred yet about are you just going to keep your own names or is someone going to take someone's name or are you going to hyphenate or something? Legally, uh, Natalie is going to take the last name just simply because her initials will be NHL then, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's so cool. uh, but nice. she'll maintain the stage name, which I think is the most important. You know, when the career yeah. started one way, keep it that way. Hmm. Um. Yeah, because I was thinking, uh, Cuomo Lamort wouldn't really. I don't think that rolls well, but I think Lamort Cuomo doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, it I does think... sound fancy. Makes yeah. you, makes, you'd have to go back to Daniel. Daniel Lamort Cuomo. And I think Lamort's just too long on its own to have you know to add a second one. All right. But, you know, I think I just assumed that professionally you both are at a point where you're, you're, you're why, changing your name probably is not a good strategy. Yes, professionally name stated. We think that's the best move. Yeah. Keep keep what you're doing. She's she you know, she addresses the being named Cuomo is, uh, you know, weird. It's not it's, it's a somewhat unfortunate name these days because it's got somewhat negative connotations politically. Uh. But uh, everyone still to this day always asks for that. She has to address it, which is funny because he actually used to be a customer in my dad's deli. She has no relation. I I grew up making that guy sandwiches. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I had to get in one more before the show was over. (laughs) Um, What do you, Doug plugs for us? What do you got, Doug? Uh, I want to promote this Memorial Day show, Far Out Lounge. On May 29th, 7.30 in Austin, Texas. Come on out and just find me on social at Doug Mellard. What about you, dude? 
I'm doing Douglas movies at Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles on Sunday, June 4th at 4.20. And all of my dates and deets are at douglasmovies.com. Now, for the end of our show, uh, Dan, we usually like to do some sort of pun with the word Doug in it uh, based on uh, a conversation. But I haven't. Nothing's really jumped out at me. Uh so there's one there's something I wrote down before the show. Let me let me run it by you, see if you mind calling the episode this. I thought we could call it Dirty Doug's Done Dirt Cheap. I think it's <laughs> it's either that or, or one black Dan, but I think yours is less problematic. <laughs> it's gotta have the word Doug in it, but oh, one, sorry. Black Doug. <laughs> one black Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to get Doug uh, in there. <laughs> one black Doug, Dan. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry we don't have time to come up with a, a better uh, pun, but this has been uh, a great time, and thank you for doing it. And, Thanks for uh, having me, Doug. That it was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, as always, dirty Doug, dunder cheap.